Hello and welcome to the Developing Dads podcast. I'm your host Neil and alongside my brother Gordon, we're going to explore life as two young dads trying to figure this whole parenting thing out. Join us every Monday where we aim to share our thoughts on how we raise our families, invest our time and explore things that interest us. Welcome to the Developing Dads podcast, episode number 81 on this fine Friday morning. Hope everyone's doing well. And I got a, a bit of a shock when Gordon started speaking. I think he could maybe do this, the sound effect live, I don't know. But he sounded like a, a 13-year-old kid that's um, not quite reached puberty yet. So Gordon, do you, do you want me to do it? Do you want to give us a... Yeah. I have no idea what this sounds like, but... We'll, we'll go with it. It's like a, some sort of weird sound effect that apparently my thing can do, but... We'll turn it off for now, shall we? Yeah, that's better. Anyway, um, yeah, we are the Developing Dads podcast. We're here to um, talk about all things dads. And in this episode, we're going to um, delve into the realms of routine, um, both from a father, kind of mum and dad point of view, but also how it helps kids. And I still find I've got a, an eight-year-old and two four-year-olds and... The eight-year-old still thrives on routine and still helps her. So yeah, we're just going to talk about the benefits and maybe some tips. So anyway, like we always do in this podcast, we're going to ask how each other are. Mr. Greenhorn, smiling away. How you doing? It's just, it's just because I think that every <laughs> every time you introduce the podcast, it's like, hello everybody, <laughs> we're going to sit down and we're going to listen to the podcast and we're going to have a good time. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> uh yes uh how am i how's things uh i don't know how to describe this week really i I don't feel like i've accomplished much you know it's kind of been a just uh, either being a bit lazy or i don't i don't really know how to describe it kind of you know quite negative things i guess but just not necessarily like fulfilling my potential i think is probably a good way to think about it because i've just been just floating, I guess, not really kind of doing anything. And I think, you know, the I think the older me, the younger me would have definitely kind of beat myself up a lot more about it. But the older me is just kind of like, meh, you know, sometimes it's just the way it is, right? Like there's no, there's no tools that are going to fix it. There's no kind of like some hack, two minute rule or a routine that's going to fix it or whatever else. Um, but yeah, just a bit right this week. Right yeah, write it a little bit. And I think as well on, I don't know what day it was. I think it was when, Wednesday, day we on Friday. Wednesday had a, I won't go into like details of it, but had a pretty heavy therapy session. And that was, that's kind of like lingered for a little while because it kind of sits in your mind and you think about it a lot. And, but then, but then there's kind of this weird thing where I had my hair cut just before this podcast. And there's something about like, there's something about a great haircut. What do you think, Neil? Oh yeah, I fully agree. Even even a bad haircut feels good, but a great oh, haircut. Bad, no, but I don't like bad. No, I hate bad haircuts. Like someone who is incompetent, lazy, and uh, undetail oriented—the opposite of detail oriented, whatever the hell that is. Yeah, I, yeah, I get. It. I hate that. I, I just, word, I just, wrong word. I, I hate it. I think it's just it's lazy. Like basically anything to do with people who don't give a shit about what they do. Uh, but when when I meet a barber who gives a shit about what they do. I fucking love getting my hair cut. I don't know why. It's just, I feel great coming out of it. I feel fresh. I feel kind of reinvigorated. 
all these kind of things. And there's, um, it's unfortunate that we live in Colston for barber shops because they're all kind of like just quite unskilled or very unskilled. Yeah, I know. And, you know, cool, it's, you know, 17 quid or whatever it is, 15 quid. But it's just, you know, journeymen, you know, just kind of dragging their heel type of people. And I hate that. And then there's this, uh, there's a couple of barbers that I use in London, but I have to go into London to get it. And it's obviously double the price. Uh, but there's one near London Bridge, this chap who cuts my hair. And I just love how detail oriented is. He'll spend ages just making sure the fade is just like well done and just making it. It's just brilliant. I love it. Sorry, I've gone on about this. This should be about haircut podcast. This should be about routines. <laughs> I know what you like. So you, then get, that's, you get the vibe that they're taking a lot of time and a lot of attention. And that does. That's all I want. Yeah. For half an hour, mate. That's all I want. Like I'll, I'll spend, I'll spend a lot of money for that, for what it is. Yeah. Because it makes me feel good. Like I used to go to, um, what's it, Ruffians, yeah. which is a Scot- Scottish brand, I believe. And uh, I used to go to a guy called Tommy. It's just too far out of the way now. But every week, when I got back from holiday, when I got back from a holiday, I got back from my travels, uh, I wanted a new hairstyle because I was also going bald. So then I just decided to go to this nice barber's. I went to the nice barber's. It cost quite a lot of money. It's like 40 quid or 45 quid a haircut. Um, but I'd get it once a month and it, I felt a million bucks. Guy had good chat. His name was Tommy. Got it all the way up to my wedding as well. You know, just before, like two days before the wedding, I had my haircut with him. I had, you, get, you got to have a beer. You had a coffee. You know, it's just, it was the best. And I absolutely loved it. And it's just a shame that it's too far out. Like, it's too far away now. It would take me, it'd be a two hour round trip to go get my haircut. It's just a bit <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so that's, I guess that's, that's spiced up the end of my, end of my week. And also today, being Friday the 30th of June, is my last day in my thir- early 30s, I guess. Yeah, 36, is it? Like, I'm in my late 30s tomorrow. 36, 37? 36. 36, Neil. Calm down. Yeah, 36. It's kind of a... It, it, like, the next one's in 37, right? And that's, like, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a fully grown-ass adult, right? That's a... And you, you I, what I also feel is this, this uh, odd sense of I'm starting to hit that kind of midlife peak, yeah, you know, where, but then, but then, you know, I, we should actually have a podcast about it. I think is something about the idea of uh, getting older. I guess as a dad, um, but yeah, I'm hitting that kind of midlife peak thing where I'm like, what? What do forty year olds do? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not young anymore. You know, they've kind of experienced a lot. Uh, they're kind of in the middle ground of lots of bills and lots of debt. So what? What do you? What do you do? Um, because risk risk now is a, a genuine thing. And your body doesn't work quite as well. I don't know. I'll have to speak to some 40. We, we should interview some 40 year olds and find out. What do you do? What do you do when you turn 40? Like, how does it feel compared to when you're 20? Yeah. I do I do wonder, like, when these guys wake up, do you get, like, that sense of, like, oh, fuck, I'm getting old? Or things are not quite as easy? rarely in our lives rarely ever in our lives just even just the two of us or even people that are listening to this will there be anything that comes along that kind of kicks you in the teeth immediately yeah it's a, it's a slow slow process and you, and you lose a tooth right you lose teeth because you don't brush them properly <laughs> or you eat bad food yeah you know or they, they decay and that's the same as like your mind and your happiness and your health and all those other things like it's a it's a decaying process not not a sudden like jolt in something, generally speaking. So yeah, I don't think you ever wake up and go, fuck, I'm old. But you just kind of, I don't know. 
I like the fact that I'm turning 36 because it's just there's a breadth of knowledge and experience that I have now that I couldn't have even imagined I had. or I, I, I had nowhere near what I had when I was, say, 26. And equally, I don't feel like I haven't given my life till now everything. Like I've, I've done, I've done, I've put out a shit ton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. It's kind of just interesting. To, and I, I don't know whether I do it consciously, but usually the day before some something like a big event, and it's usually like your birthday, right? Or when we, when I got married, or those types of things. Or even even when I like left school when I was eighteen, I uh, I tend to have like a day where it's just just me, or I have moments that it's just me. And it's not with anyone else. And like today, going out my haircut, I had to go myself. I had my headphones on, whatever else. And I felt like that was quite, that's quite a nice time to just have a little reflect on stuff, which is kind of cool. I quite like doing this podcast as well, because it's kind of, now I'm meandering into thoughts, but I apologize. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, kind of an interesting week. Felt a bit lazy. Felt a bit flat. Felt like I was floating. Uh, tough session on Wednesday. And then just really excited tomorrow to celebrate with friends. Yeah, you know, barbecue. barbecue I've, yeah, have the family. I've got five kilos of beet, uh, pork to cook off in the big green egg. I'm going to do some chicken wings. I'm going to do some uh, cabbage, Caesar salad, croutoni, sourdough, toasty Caesar thing. Uh, I'm going to do burgers, sausages. We've got beers. We've got wine. We've got booze. Just And then everybody's going to be here. Nice. And it's great fun. I, but then I'm also, I don't know how like how hardcore it's going to be. Because some of my barbecues that you've been to, they've been pretty boozy and pretty reasonable. Like they'll go on for a while. Yeah, I think this might be but, one of the first I've missed. It's outrageous, isn't it? I know. And you, you're off to beat your head. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> for a wedding, yeah. Anyway, Neil, enough of my uh, woes and happiness and sadness and whatever it, whatever my week's been. Uh, how's how's yours been? Are you, have we can we confirm the thing that's happened now, or is that still? You're still going through negotiations? Uh, well, I mean, it's been signed and sealed, but the rest of the company are not going to find out until mid-July in the quarterly. Okay, well, we'll hold off then. <laughs> um, of all the of all the colleagues that listen to this. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I think there's, I think there is one, one or two. Um, oh, Craig, Craig also is, is um, admitted to listening to a couple of episodes. He's... It's it's maybe is it like title title dependent? Because <laughs> I was thinking about for this one, I was thinking about you know, uh, no routine equals bad parent question mark. Yeah, yeah, that's quite good. Um, how's my week been? It's been really really good. Um, just so I'm I'm now off for two and a half weeks from work, which basically means I can put my office on, I can turn my work apps, uninstall them off my phone, and just like not worry about work at all so this week has been busy of just like tidying up loose ends and making sure things are in place for while i'm away which is nice um and also i've been planning the two weeks so i think i've worked out there's only kind of one day in between everything we're doing that we're at home so yeah we've got a really exciting two weeks coming up obviously a week of that is with you guys in sky um going down to london as well to see simon sinek and steve bartlett with you and then we're back and then we'll do dad camp towards the end. So yeah, it's just been a busy time. Um, like I think I haven't really had much time to kind of digest my thoughts and stuff, but I think I'm, I'm feeling all right. I think I'm, yeah. It's a pretty, it's pretty cool to have two and a half weeks off and you just delete all your apps. I do, I do feel a sense of uh, 
it's it's sad that I can't do that to some extent. Yeah, but I guess there's a side effect. There's a side effect of doing your own thing. Like you what, get a bit what more flexibility, expect? but yeah, I get a full two and a half weeks just of blackness of. Do you, yeah. Do you, do you think do you think you'd rather have two and a half weeks of uh, out of office, or would you rather the flexibility like me on a Tuesday? morning i can go for brunch um i'm in a bit and you know this i'm in a bit of a unique situation where i, I have a, a, quite a lot of flexibility more than my friends and i only work four days a week I, th- I feel i've got a great balance of like i've got to work kind of between i don't know i've got to be available have my phone on me or laptop near me between eight and six um but i could go for a morning brunch with a friend as long as i am available somewhere um so yeah I, i've kind of got the best of both worlds and i can fully turn off now Although saying that, my boss Lindsay, who never listens to the podcast, texted me this morning with four questions about work. <laughs> so, like, I'm sure that will be it. She's very respectful in terms of my time. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. nice. It's nice just going going black. Yeah, it is. But yeah, I think I'd, I need to try and carve it that way. But maybe I don't want to. That's why. Like, well, if, 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 you, if you get a new inquiry in and you leave it two and a half weeks, no one else. Like, if it's a big job, like I don't know, Formula it's One. Not, it's not, yeah, exactly. Like you're not going to, and, that. and that's and that's it. Like my brain will probably turn to like ten percent yeah. or fifteen percent. Like whereas previously we still probably would have been closer to a hundred percent. Like even if I'd gone on holiday, my laptop still would have been there. I'd have done three or four hours in the morning, three or four hours in the evening. Like I still would have done a full day. Just would have spread out, spread out quite a lot. Yeah. But now I'm now I'm more comfortable because of the way I've set things up that I can literally take ten days off, and I'll maybe I'll maybe do an hour. Yeah. Like max. Or I'll maybe not touch it for a day, um, which still feel which feels pretty pretty solid. Um, all right, sounds like a good week. Yeah, and uh, we've got lots planned for for next week, as you know. We, we do indeed. We're fit, often fitting some podcasts off to the Isle of Skye, which is uh, this has been a holiday that I've actually like. I think we started planning it last year. <laughs> Talking about and it, and it's yeah. yeah, but it's been a it's been a holiday that's kind of this is this is our first. I think this is our first family holiday. As in me, me, you, and the yeah, yeah, like as brothers. Yeah, this is our this is our first family holiday. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I've I got this really cool quite... like diner style restaurant in Portree that I need to phone when they open at one o'clock. Um, it's got amazing reviews in TripAdvisor, but they do incredible seafood, just like locally Maybe. caught. But it's like diner style, so it's not like you walk in, you're like, oh, this bit looks a bit weird, but the reviews are just phenomenal. Great. It's, it's everything everything about that I like. <laughs> yeah. I'm up for it. Um, um, but yeah, we've been planning it for some time, so I'm I'm super excited just because, yeah, it's our first family holiday with our own kids, me and you. Uh, other families are joining in and it's just going to be like a big affair of pictures and drinks and memories and, you know, like I've just got idyllic views in my head. This is this is probably what 40, 40 year old people talk about. Is I've got idyllic views of just of uh, Isla and Olivia just holding hands walking along the beach. Do you know what I mean? Splashing in the water. Yeah, that's nuts, right? Because we, yeah. we were we've 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 literally grown up together, and then now we're watching our kids grow up together. I know, I know. It's a bit of a, a, bit of a moment. Mm, it's fun. Makes me feel a bit teary. And yeah, I've got a cool location for a, a an episode, which I'm on a remote. We do. Island. I still need. 
I still need to discuss with uh, David whether or not he wants to be part of that podcast. I'm assuming he, I'm assuming he wants to be, but I, I don't I don't feel like podcasting is something he's ever done <laughs> or <laughs> considered. So I'll uh, I'll propose it to him. I, I don't want to send him the questions, but it's just again I think the I think the premise of this podcast overall is that you know we we want to capture conversations right and. You know, David is good, is it plays a very significant role within my life, within certainly within Laura's life, and most definitely within Olivia's life. So, you know, morbidly, he's not going to be here forever. So, why? Like, let's do it. Let's, yeah. let's do it. Let's do a pod. Let's talk about something. Um, yeah. Nice. Moving on to our, our topic of routine. Um, I think every every parent. It's quite hung up on, or most parents get quite hung up on keeping routine and that bedtime kind of religious, darken the lights about six o'clock and get them ready for bed and quiet times so no TVs or no loud noises and yeah, follow that through. And we follow that similar routine, not quite to the T, um, with all our kids and they now sleep through, they've slept through really well since kind of 18 months old. Um, and Are you a routine person, Neil? Massively, yeah. I've I've got to why why I I feel like it gives me control and it feels like I can achieve more in routine. So if I if I haven't planned out my day or if I don't do a similar thing every morning and every night, then I just feel a bit bleh and a bit like meh, I don't know. But I'm not I'm not like religious as in like we've got a wedding this we're away this weekend, so routine kind of goes out the window in sky routine goes out the window because we've got lots of socialising and stuff to do and bedtimes are just non-existent but I think when we're home there's a, a, a big sense of like school every kids wake up about half six naturally um, they get their they get their clothes on as soon as they wake up so they don't, they're not actually allowed to go downstairs to get breakfast until their school clothes and nursery clothes are on um, and that it just helps massively because they're all set like yeah as, as I say they th- we now don't have to ask them anymore they lay their clothes out night before, ready to put on, and b- before they come out of the room, there sounds like I I, I um, have a dicta- dictatorship in my house, but um, but it is. You see, his parenting is a dictatorship. <laughs> like yeah. it's not. It's not. You know, the, the, Olivia has no idea how to express her emotions beyond let's just try and headbutt the floor. Yeah, like yeah. The, you know, you you learn you learn what an emotion is. You know, that either either it be it subconsciously or consciously, you learn what sadness is, you learn what happiness is, and you learn what's a socially acceptable behaviour to react in those situations, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't, you know, and I think you learn that from your parents teaching you how to do that and how other people teach you how to do it. But, uh, so do you, how, how do you then leave, leave the door open for discovery? And that's, that's a good question, yeah. and it's and also things that come in left field and you're not expecting that ruin that routine. Um, and that's something that's like really kind of I've struggled with, and I I feel like I'm getting better to expect the unexpected and to just roll with it because especially when you have kids, you just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we've got today planned out in terms of when I leave at one o'clock, when I start driving, um, and get up to kind of Aberdeenshire Pierhead midday is the plan but who knows what's going to happen on the way hopefully the kids will be at a nursery on time get their lunch on time and I don't know, maybe one of them sick or like there's just so many things and i think as a parent if you can have an ideal plan in your head but realize that the, the chances of it happening is probably quite slim 
And if it does happen, then great. But it's taken me a long time. So yeah, routine, I would love every morning to be regimented. Like I just mentioned, um, I'd say 80% is, 20% is just like, a kid is sick. We've slept in. Yeah. But it's the classic, uh, no, no war has ever been won without a plan. But no yeah. war has ever gone to plan. Yeah. Who, who said that? Do you remember? I, absolutely no idea. <laughs> just Gordon, Gordon Greenhorn, 2023. <laughs> I've heard it before. It's not, it's definitely not me. But it's, but it's true. Like, I think, I think there is, I think parenting for me, or, or parenting has now taught me that even if I've constructed a routine or a plan in my head, it it can go to that plan. And it likely, you know, there's there's a chance that it probably will. But I have to I have to leave some level of we're gonna be late. Or yeah. we might not even go. Yeah. Or yeah. we have to go home early. Or uh But then it but then sometimes I feel kind of there's kind of, I have a weird thing about routine where I will map out an idea in my head of how the day is going to go. And then sometimes, you know, it kind of just shit happens and you can't do it. But then equally, I can leave the house with no changing bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can leave and I'd be like, yeah, I'll just I'll figure it out. You know? Yeah. Or, or if, for example, you know, we've had moments where Olivia's, you know, it's past her bedtime and she should be in bed when we've been doing something. And I'm just like, ah, it'll be fine. Like we just we just got to go on with it. Like this is this is life. So sometimes it stresses me out. Sometimes it doesn't, which is kind of a weird place to be, I guess. Yeah, I think we probably both suffer from from that a little bit in terms of I, I want everything to be controlled, and with kids you can't control everything, um, and that makes me a bit a bit nervous and a bit like, what's the repercussions of not doing this bedtime routine? Or what's the repercussions of them not waking up at a certain time or them not eating at a certain time? Certainly, I was. I used to get really, the word's not anxious, but I don't know. Like, Does it, is it driven, is it driven selfishly? Like you can, you can be selfish. Is it driven selfishly because it affects your ability to stick to a routine? Or is it because they are not sticking to a routine so you understand the ramifications of what that like potentially might happen? Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a selfish thing. I think it's the, the second one where I think something ne- negative will happen if they don't follow this routine. So an example might be when the kids are starting learning to eat or they're a year old and they need to get like a set amount of food in before bed because they might wake up hungry or just that kind of thing. And if they don't, then they'll wake up. And I think that's shit. So it annoys me because... Do you, so you think it's, you think it's, it's, you don't want the kid to be hungry rather than the kid wakes up and then wakes you up and then you have an issue? Yeah. Right. So I'm yeah. the opposite. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I'm like, no, I want to do this thing, and you're going to ruin it if you don't, if you don't follow the routine. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, I'm sorry, Olivia, if I've ever done that to you. I apologize. Um, but then you've also got to yeah, think like, what's the worst that's going to happen? So if they don't, if they don't have that bath that night, or if they don't go to bed at half half past seven, then like we're we're learning with Isla now. She's getting to the age of eight and a half, as I mentioned at the start. That her bedtime is now slipping into half eight, nine o'clock. That's a hard adjustment adjustment because that's like our sacred time of me and Rebecca used to do like date night things or watch a movie or whatever. And now like Isla's bleeding into that. So that's a hard one to kind of navigate of like routines got to change because kids grow up and kids get more mature and Isla prefers to have a longer lie now and go to bed later. And you just got to accept that. Are you telling me, Neil, that 
you know, part of a routine helps you uh, be more individual and not have to be a dad, not have to be a husband, not have to be, you could just be Neil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I think it's helpful. Yeah, but I don't like, interestingly, if you think about your life, and I'm just to hear your thoughts of like routine when you're like early teens, early 20s, you didn't really have one, I don't think. Like you don't really think of routine at all. You just kind of meander through life. But when you get to our age, I don't know, I feel like routine's quite important with most aspects. I I wonder if it, I I do wonder if we're looking at routine as like a schedule versus like there's, there's probably, there's probably some habits that we have that are routine, but we don't see them as ha- routine because they're just stuff that we do. You know, like we probably got up at the same, like we, we did have routine because we woke up at the same time to go to school. We had to catch yeah, bus. Yeah, true, true. We, we listened to our loud music at a certain time in the morning, right? We probably ate the same breakfast every morning. We probably ate very similar lunch every single day. Yeah. Probably ate very similar dinners most weeks. You know, so there was probably just less of an onus on time because because you're you're young. Yeah, like, yeah. Time, like time isn't a thing. Parents right? do that. <laughs> yeah, you, you time, but time isn't really a thing. Like you only really start to understand time when you go to school because you have to turn up at a certain thing and then you finish at a certain time. And then you have to be at certain classes and things. But beyond that, like even even like beyond that, the the time you spent on the earth is so small compared to the actual time you're going to spend on the earth that you just take it for granted. So then you don't really create routine because you're not trying to maximize anything. You're just yeah. literally living and you're living and feeling and being. But as soon as you start to go older, you recognize the value of time because there's less of it. And there's probably an unconscious aspect of like the internal clock of death yeah. where you're perhaps approaching it some like at some speed because the older you get as well, like time, fl- like fucking we're in the end of June. Yeah, I know. What the what the what the what the the France? I'm waking up tomorrow. I'm 36. (laughs) What? What? You know, and it's and it speeds up. So I think you then just become much more aware that routine helps you apply productivity, and with that productivity, you're able to do more stuff or experience more things. So I think routine. Routine then, especially with children, and I find this with children, you know, I'm self-employed. And if I know when Olivia is going to probably wake up, if I know when Olivia goes down for a nap, if I know when she is going to bed, it's much easier for me to plan in between those times or during those times to do some work or earn some money or, you know, uh, have some downtime or just just basically plan my life. Uh, Because she is the priority when ultimately when she wakes up or when she's running around, right? So... I think that's where routine for me plays such a big role and it allows me to be more productive, to do my job, do my work uh, and experience things. I'll be back in a minute. This, the camera's gone off. Excellent. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I know what you mean. And it, it's an interesting point that you said about the, yeah, you kind of get into routine to maximise the time. And I feel like that's why we have a, such a set routine for waking up in the morning, getting ready for school and because it, it helps. And it means we're out the door on time, and we're not we're no, nobody's stressing in in our, in our house in the mornings. Um, but you see some some of our neighbours around here, um, definitely listen to the podcast. But you, you see them like <laughs> r- r- like I've dropped my kids off at school, and they're literally running out the door one minute till the bell goes. 
like every like ninety nine percent of the time they do that, and I, I'm just like, why? <laughs> My kids are all all dressed and and ready by seven o'clock. I mean, there's definitely a superior complex you're, you've got with that. Like, look at my children, they're all lined up, you know, like the Von Trapps, you know, all singing and skipping to school, standing, waiting for their teacher. Yeah, don't, don't um, get me wrong. There's sometimes shouting, sometimes tears in the morning. But yeah, most of the time we get out in time and it's, it's all about yeah maximising. Because there's that, there's that difficult, that difficulty thing that I kind of, I guess, balance between... I know, I know what routine can do for success. Like I did bodybuilding, right? You know, yeah. I have to, I have to turn up to the gym in the morning, do my cardio. I have to make sure all my food is prepped and eat it at certain times. And then I have to train at a certain time and do certain amount of reps and certain exercises I have to do all the time. And I have to repeat that process over a long period. Like that's, that's, that's the basically routine in a nutshell. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I know the success that comes from it, but then equally like creativity and serendipity. And, uh, like, like even, even routines in relationships, like date nights, for example, like scheduling your relationship, part of me feels really gross about that. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't... Spontaneity like love, goes out the window. Lo- yeah, love doesn't happen in, in, in a formula. It's not, it's not mathematics. You know, it happens in this kind of, like, weird, like, middle ground of, like, commitment and like biology stuff, like energy and hormones, kind of weird crap. Right. And that only happens when you're kind of, you're free and spontaneous a little bit, you know, cause there's probably memories in your head of some of the best times you've had with Rebecca have not necessarily been things that have been, you know, at 7.30 AM, we are waking yeah. up and we yeah. are going, <laughs> we're going here and we're going to have these foods at <laughs> this time. Do you know, it's kind of, you just, there, there's a, an art of discovery. Um, Would you say you and Laura have a same appetite for routine? Yes. That's, that, yeah, that's Laura, helpful. But it's it's interesting. It, it's helpful. Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't think I could live with someone who's not organized. And in fact, I think probably being more organized than me from a routine perspective. And she's really done very well at breeding into Olivia this this kind of like sleep routine and the food routine and and it's so easy for me now being someone who is just inept at emotions at times to understand like what's wrong with Olivia because it's like it's nearly 12 o'clock she's been a bit grumpy and a bit funny probably hungry or it's approaching, <laughs> yeah. approaching nap time right yeah so she's amazing at that but then equally like I think sometimes I offer this I, this thing where you know oh we need to be home at this time and I'll be like why Oh, because because of this. Eh, does it matter? Like if if it's not to the exact like half an hour or an hour, does it does it matter too much? And is the stress too too much if we don't stick to routine? So I think there's a level of balance with that where we kind of I like routine; it's helpful, but at the same time, perhaps recognize outside of when we're probably being too embroiled in routine. And it's probably at this moment, because I remember we actually, um, we were at Disneyland in Florida. No, we weren't. We were in Disneyland in LA. And uh, it was pushing like 9pm, right? And we're still wandering around because we were meeting up with friends. We're still wandering around. And it's 9pm. It's 9pm. Olivia's still awake. 
this is this is this is territory we've never been in. We don't know. We don't know what this child's going, how this child's going to happen. React. What happens at half past nine? Does she turn into a werewolf? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No idea. But it was fine. Yeah. And I think I know Laura was panicking a little bit because she's obviously worried about Olivia just you know, getting grumpy and tired and being upset. But there was part of me I was just like, it's fine. Well, just let's de- let's deal with it. Like this is a moment that we're not going to have probably again. Yeah. Let's, let's enjoy. It. Let's just let's just let it happen. And if bad things happen, bad things happen. Fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I would say I'm probably more of of, of Laura's side. Is like I wouldn't say I stress about routine, but I definitely try and stick to it as much as possible. Um, so what you're saying is I. You you married me and I married you. <laughs> someone, someone in our like respective that. partners. Someone like that. Um, but then, like when you like, I also have come to the realization that Isla's now getting older, so her bedtime's going to be later. And I accept that every night that she might come down and say can't sleep. Um, that's okay. She can watch TV with us. Rebecca, on the other hand, is like no, this this annoys me. Like she's not following routine. So yeah, there's there's, there's definitely differences. Um, but on a whole, and I think you you hit the nail on the head with like, I don't think I could live with someone or be with somebody who didn't find routine important. Like you hear about some people, like we've got a lot of friends and they manage fine. But um, for example, if if we say we're going to meet at a park at nine o'clock, they're likely going to be like 45 minutes to an hour late because they just can't do mornings. And <laughs> yeah, like it's just differences. But both of them are like that and both of them accept that. I've just got, I've got like that. That is, like, <laughs> um, if 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 ever these types of people turn around and go, I don't know what's wrong with my life. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not happy. Yeah. Like, you can control getting out of the house. Like, you can. Yeah. Like, you can do it. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Um, but yeah, like th- th- that works for them. But I, 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 as I say, I don't think I could live with somebody that's that doesn't have that kind of ingrained in them. But then, but then I think these types of people sometimes uh, will will argue that you know sometimes just letting it happen, let nature take its course, you know, let these things kind of just be, is the best way to raise kids. Like just yeah. let you know, just just let them be nature, right? Or let nature like let their let their kind of little circadian rhythm clocks in their brain let them go to sleep and wake them up. That's bollocks. <laughs> yeah, there's this program on Channel 4 a few years ago now where it's like no rule parents. And these kids just got away with everything, like cutting their own hair and not going to school, going to school if they wanted, waking up when they wanted. There was just no ramifications. And that's just that's just too far extreme. Doesn't I mean I don't I don't know the general psychology of it all, but you know, there's there's kind of I don't think it's unreasonable to have rules. Yeah, but I, I think have guidelines. You mentioned near the start of the podcast where like routine breeds success. I think like, I think it does. I think yeah, I, I do think it does as well. I think if you look at most successful people, they've got some form of routine. I mean, you hear it on social media, which is just a lot of bollocks. Like wake up at four. Jeff Bezos wakes up at four in the morning, goes for a run, does some journaling. Does he? Who knows? But yeah, maybe not. Who that cares? Ch- like you can you can do have any you can have any literally any routine you like. Yeah, you know you can get up at twelve o'clock in the afternoon. But it, but there's there's still a routine in it, right? There's still something that you're 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 doing, um, or you're you're kind of like sticking to when when I do this, I do this. When I'm here, when I do this, I do that. Blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of because it, for example, like Olivia's circadian rhythm, right? I have no idea what it is. We could probably work it out. 
Is she a night owl? Is she a morning whatever? But we've literally, like, the routine now is we turn the lights off, we shut the shut the curtains before she goes to sleep. It's always around about the same time. It's a very similar routine. Like, touch wood. Her, her sleep routine is fantastic. Like, she gets up some mornings a bit early, but probably because it's quite bright outside at times. And even if we have a, a black thing, uh, you know, a black shade, whatever it is. To yeah. Cover, yeah, it still doesn't quite work. But at the same, like, she'll, she'll go to sleep seven o'clock. Like, we put her down just straight to sleep. Yeah. Like, she knows, like, when we do the book, we do the bottle, and then I pick her up and I cuddle her, she cuddles me like she's she's about to go to sleep. Like, she's, she's automatically gone into this kind of process. Yeah. Because we've done it so much. So it's like, fuck the nature. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've nurtured, we, like, Laura's nurtured her into the program and her into the times that she goes to sleep. And I don't see why there's any other part of that doesn't play a role within, like, eating and mood and... Yeah, just how does that breed into you as being an adult? Well, you know, you have to get up at a certain time. Yeah, we've got a job to go to. Go do the task. Yeah, do the stuff. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or, yeah, you, you can control your emotions more, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, yeah, that's kind of my thought, I guess, on that sleep I thing. Yeah. I wonder how parents, uh, I don't know, work shifts and they're, they're, they're just random hours and random days and like how, how they manage routine with, with sleeping kids. I think we're, we're maybe quite fortunate that we we have pretty set routines at work so we can plan our routine in our personal life but i think there's probably parents out there that have random shifts doctors nurses yeah that's that's brutal yeah and it's hard. night shifts i, I do wonder I, I do wonder if there's like a, a a shift like is there a is there a uh, movement or is there movement in like life expectancy like if you have a routine do you yeah. have a, do you live a longer life there's a massive because one in like if you're a night shift worker that takes yeah there is there is that but that you know you can have that routine right you could still do night shift for the rest of your life yeah but i guess it's more because because if 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 routine if routine if routinely you go for a walk or are active you're less like you're you're you've got a lower mortality rate yeah in the population if you are more sociable if you're routinely more sociable you lower your mortality rate you know, like these these are things that if you meet up with a friend once a week or once a month, that's a routine. Yeah. So, you know, do people who lack that level of routine, that level of being able to go, hey, do you want to meet up for a coffee? Do you want to meet up for uh, lunch or routinely go out for a walk for lunch or for the morning or in the evening? Like, it feels like that's why I'm saying like routine breeds success because you. I feel like if you've got that type of thing where you're routinely doing stuff, then it potentially provides health, which then ultimately means you live longer. Maybe. I don't know. I'm meandering on the idea of routine. I think there's definitely something to say that, yeah, if you don't have a, yeah, if you don't have a set routine, then it's a big assumption that it takes years off your life, but you can see why it might. There is a bit of a, is it a bit of toxic productivity though, isn't there? Like there is the, the status kind of, uh, you know, posturizing of, I get up, like you said, Jeff Beavers, the 4am sort of thing. Yeah. And I, I also think that, I also think that level of routine is bollocks. And I also think looking at other people's morning routines, although interesting, and I do find them fascinating. Yeah. But I also find them bollocks. Yeah. I, 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 I honestly, I, I can, I, I want us to go for a swim in the sea in the morning. I want us to go for a cold dip somewhere in sky just for the bands. But 
I find it utterly wank when people <laughs> post every morning on social media going, let's get cold. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and jump and jump into the cold plunge thing. Like some sort of narcissistic, you know, superiority complex dickhead. There's a couple see how of you mean it, Gordon. See, 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 how you, see how you see it. I'd love to take you into the sea one morning. See how you feel. Yeah, I'd be up. I'd be up for that because it's just something I've never done. But it's not something I'd want to put as part of my routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fuck that. <laughs> but then equally, I I see getting up in the morning and using your phone first thing and scrolling through Instagram or whatever else also is toxic. So just because you know the two ends of the extremes, yeah. there is the posturing of you know let's get cold versus you know scrolling on Instagram. I'd like to be in the middle somewhere where I don't do either of those things. Yeah. And I wake up and I I, uh, I greet the day with my daughter and my wife. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Wholesome. You, do you want to keep going with the pod or you, uh, you need to get off? I kind of need to get off. It's been a busy, oh. busy day. You want to hear what I've done today, Gordon? Can I enlighten all, my, all the I don't, I don't one, care. one and a half listeners? <laughs> <laughs> but Our could, listenership's doing pretty well. I mean, we're we're kind of in the mid mid to late thirties now. Like it's it's actually it seems like it's growing, <laughs> but it's probably not. I mean, you know, I was looking. Don't listen to us. Yeah, so Spotify in the last episode, I looked at the re- reviews and we had like nine or ten. On um, Apple Podcasts, we've got similar, like I think eleven or twelve five stars. So yeah, we're getting wow. we're, we're getting sort of anyway. Yeah, it's been a busy day, and I still need to. We finished packing, but we need to make some lunches for the kids, and we're away to yeah drive. Tried to Peter Heed, so it'd be nice to end the podcast. Cool. We've done we've done forty minutes, which is kind of our maybe a bit less than average, but it's been a good pod. Thanks for listening, everyone. I've been slacking on the old um, reels this week, but I'll get back into routine. And we've got some exciting podcasts coming up, filmed from the Isle of Sky. I really want to do one from a canoe um, on a nice. Bit, bit I'm not water. convinced, but okay. Well, you'll see how calm the water is. There's no waves. It's just like a still body of water. So, but why? Like it's a podcast, Neil. People listen to it. They don't watch it. You, you'll hear all the kind of the the water in the background and <laughs> like if I don't birds. come back alive, I'm <laughs> I've been dr- I've drowned filming a podcast on a can- <laughs> Canadian canoe. We've also got one in a in a remote distillery. Um, if you want to tune into that one, anyway. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff, Instagram, Developing Dads. Leave us a cheeky five stars. And until next time, thank you. Bye.